Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I hope you guys are all doing great so far in this new year. It is 2021, everybody. It's crazy that we just got done with another decade. You know, I didn't really think about it like that until like I was recording the last episode. I'm like, man, I've done a lot in this decade <laughs> in terms of video games, life, just uh, what a great decade it's been. So I'm really excited to start another one, and um, hopefully all of you have a great year, and I wish all of you nothing but the best. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to the show. I appreciate it more than you can imagine. Seriously, it means the world to me, and the support you guys have given me is great. Uh, I do have some new things planned for the show, and hopefully they all pan out. Uh, One of the things I can tell you about now is doing video podcasts. Uh, I already have a poll on it, as you can see on Instagram uh, as of yesterday. Um... I think it would be really cool to do it. I know people are into that sort of thing. Um, I just think it would be a really smart move. And I just think it adds a lot of value, though, when you see, like, our facial expressions. Because, you know, if you guys saw, like, the calls I had with Eric, the casual gamer, or Alex, like, (laughs) it's really funny to see their reaction to something I say or, you know, vice versa. I I seriously think the facial expressions add a lot to a podcast. Um, obviously, if you've, if you've watched Joe Rogan's podcast or a ton of other podcasts out there, um, I believe they're even better as videos. Uh, I love doing audio only, but I want to expand into another spectrum, and I really do believe video is that. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, I just tested a short clip today. Um, just have to figure out some kind of setup, and then we'll be going from there. Uh, just once again, thank you guys so much for your support. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at ItJustWorksPod. Once again, that's ItJustWorksPod. And then also email us if you have any questions, concerns, critiques, anything you want to add to the show, anything you want to request. Uh, the Gmail is itjustworkspod at gmail.com. Once again, it's itjustworkspod at gmail.com. And that's enough for me talking. Let's get into the show and cue that intro. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the intro. We haven't done it in a while, so I am happy to bring it back. So, as you heard, we're gonna be doing video podcasts soon. I hope that goes well. I do have a, I have a webcam that runs at you know I think it's uh, 1080p and then 30 frames. Um, just testing it out. I the the test video I did actually looked pretty good and it sounded good. So we will see what is going on there. So I'm going to talk about the latest games I've been playing. Um, (laughs) I've been playing a lot of games, but there's just a few that I want to talk about because, oh, there's the air freshener. I need to change it. It's actually not even going off anymore. (laughs) So um, it's not even spitting anything out. It's just making the noise. So I should probably uh, turn that off and stop wasting the battery. Anywho, so there's just a few games I want to talk about. Um, Actually, just two. I mean, I've been playing Halo. You guys know me. I'm always playing Halo. I'll be posting clips of it. Uh, me either splattering people as I did today. Um, I got some crazy ones, that, not crazy ones, but funny ones to post where I get hit by a warthog as I'm just trying to shoot and play the game. And I, I think it's very funny. Uh, so I want to share that with you guys. So I will be doing that. Uh, that's also another plan I have for the show this year. And it, I don't know why, like posting to social media is really easy to do. Like it's not something that's hard. I just really hate doing it like a lot. 
Like there's so many videos I had planned and I just didn't do it last year because I, I don't know if it's like pure laziness or just like I hate social media, which I kind of do, but it's also, I mean, how are you ever going to get uh, known if you don't post about your stuff? But uh, yeah, so I'm also hoping to do that this year. Uh, but the first game I want to talk about is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. It's the Breath of the Wild prequel. It takes place 100 years before uh, Breath of the Wild. It's also made from the crew that made Dynasty Warriors and Hyrule Warriors. Uh, the, the, the first one is just called Hyrule Warriors, sorry. came out on the Wii U, 3DS, and then the Definitive Edition came out on the Switch, which I never picked up, and I'm sad I didn't. Because what I'm realizing is, oh my god, is this game good. So they basically worked with uh, the team that made Breath of the Wild, whereas Hyrule Warriors, they kind of just... Um, interpreted the franchise in their own way and just put the Dynasty Warriors gameplay, uh, the tried-and-true formula behind it. Uh, this one, they did something different, though, where they actually worked with the team that made Breath of the Wild and the development team, and they worked really closely with them to essentially create a... It almost feels like a extremely well-done mod of Breath of the Wild because you're basically playing Dynasty... You know, the Hyrule Warriors, right? So it's got the same type of gameplay and mechanics, but they actually brought in everything from Breath of the Wild, from the characters, the art style, uh, the voice actors, um, the scenery, you know, the terrain, the, you know, the sandbox. It's all this, almost all the same. Obviously, some of it's enlarged for the, the massive battles you're having. Uh, and that's the other thing, too, is there's more enemies and you get to see allies, uh, whereas you really don't. Um, in... Uh, Breath of the Wild because you know everyone's dead for the most part and I think it it's a huge game changer like I really really love it and I almost want to see what else this team can do with a different franchise if they you know work with the development team of the franchise because I'm probably three or four hours in and I'm telling you right now it's worth your money like this game is great uh, the only reason why I didn't buy it at launch is because when I played the demo I had some technical issues but they've already updated it, and in handheld mode alone, I, I run the game really well. It looks great. Uh, the frames barely drop now because, you know, the updates they've put in. I'm sure there's DLC planned in the future. Uh, there's a huge host of characters, and that's kind of one of the other things, too, that's, you know, really made me happy so far is, you know, there's, you obviously have the champions of the Divine Beasts, like Urbosa, uh, Rivali, uh, the Gorgon guy, who I'm forgetting his name right now, uh, Daruk. I think his name is Daruk and then Mifa um, from the Water People, who I'm forgetting their you know their race. Um, you get to play as them, you know, you get to unlock them and then play as them, which a lot of that was in the promotional material, so I'm not giving too much away. Um, but it's really cool to play as these characters. So like right off the bat, you get Link, Empa, and Zelda, and they're all fun to play as, of course. But to play as the champions has been really really fun too. So I just want to go ahead and say. Age of Calamity is worth your time, but I do plan on finishing it or completing it, at least the main story, and then doing a review, so keep an eye out for that. But that's pretty much what I wanted to say with Age of Calamity. And the next thing we're going to talk about is Elder Scrolls Online. So I think I talked about the Oblivion uh, expansion trailer that they showed at, I believe it was E3? Pretty sure it was E3. But Oblivion is one of my favorite games of all time. And to be able to go back into that realm with Mayruin's Dagon and maybe close some gates or maybe experience that type of gameplay that was from Oblivion uh, just has me hyped. But right now, you can actually buy 
the uh, Graymore Collector's Edition for like 28 bucks on the Xbox Store, which comes with those expansions uh, elsewhere with the dragons, and then Somerset and Morrowind, I think. Which is just a, it's just a ridiculous deal. But the reason I'm bringing it up is I've been playing it a little bit. I probably have a few hours into it. Um, just kind of exploring. I, I always like to explore new areas. And then obviously, you know, we're back at Western Skyrim. So it's Solitude, Morthal. And I'm forgetting what else. Um, I haven't explored everything yet. So I'm, my uh, geography is a little uh, blurred when it comes to Skyrim's geography. Um, but the Black Reach is from... Uh, you know, these underground caves where the Falmore live and the um, the bugs that are from the Dawnguard DLC. Um, I think it's... Uh, God, I forget the name of the the uh, creatures. But anyways, it's like the ancient elves. They lived underneath the ground, essentially. And you got to see that with the Dawnguard DLC and some of the caves they've added with those expansions. But with ESO, <laughs> they show like a full-on massive city. And I was kind of blown away by it. Like, it looks so beautiful in ESO, and I, I just can't wait for that game, which, if you didn't know, it's also getting a next-gen uh, update, which I'm hoping fixes a lot of my personal issues with the game, you know? I think the game looks a little dated. Uh, could use a little bit more loving graphically and then texture-wise. Obviously, performance going up is always better. But, uh, yeah, if you've ever been interested in Elder Scrolls Online... Uh, I really do recommend it. It's one of the best MMOs out there. The expansions they're making are really fun to um, to do. You know, like besides uh, Skyrim, Oblivion, and Morrowind, like it's really fun to play those games with other people and kind of experience that atmosphere um, to play with others. Um, I just really recommended it. So I wanted to talk about that with you guys today because I haven't really talked about Elder Scrolls Online that much on the podcast. But <laughs> let me tell you, it's worth your time. So every week I will be checking in with the games I'm playing and kind of talk about them for a little bit. And I will be asking you guys what you've been playing every week. So moving on to a couple Star Wars related things. Um, fun fact, uh, Mandalorian, which probably is no surprise to most. I mean, there's a lot of good shows to pirate. Uh, but Mandalorian is 2020's most pirated show. So I just bring that up because it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny to me, really, because Disney Plus is really uh, inexpensive and they've also been having a ton of trials, you know, like if you have Xbox Live Gold or if you had like, you know, if you bought the Fortnite stuff, you got Disney Plus, you know, a lot of uh, cell phone carriers are working with Disney Plus. Like there's so many ways to like get a trial at the very least to watch the show. So I thought it was very kind of funny to see that it was the most pirated show. Like I just, I don't know. I personally wasn't expecting that. So I wanted to share that with you guys. They also showed the... Star Wars High Republic trailer. Uh, they've talked about it last year, but they just uh, launched a reveal trailer this year. And it's basically centuries before the Skywalker saga. And it's it's an anthology story. So it's like a bunch of stories across comic books, um, graphic novels, all, all of that fun stuff. Um, it looks okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve my judgment. Um, personally, I would have just liked it if they took this, the same idea that they have, maybe even with the same characters, I don't know, and just do an animated show with it. You know, have Dave Filoni make an animated show besides Bad Batch. I don't know, I just feel like, you know, I feel like they would have hit a better and bigger audience with, um, you know, an animated show. And I understand that we shouldn't forget 
how amazing comics are and graphic novels. You know, um, it's almost the next hour, so you can probably hear my clock in the hallway. <laughs> um, I just think, uh, you know, it still would have been really cool to see this animated, but I'm sure the comics and graphic novels are going to be great. Uh, so keep an eye out on that. This should be coming out this year. Uh, next on hand, we are going to be celebrating the 20-year anniversary of RuinScape. So if you don't know, RuinScape is an online MMO that was web-based for the longest time before they let you just download a player uh, to your desktop. And then now it's available on iPhone and Android. And it's like a... So old-school RuinScape is what it's called now, but RuinScape is, has never been a good-looking game. It's like, if it was, they look like Legos sometimes, or just really chalky and blocky. I don't know how to really explain it, but the graphics are bad, essentially. But they're purposely meant to look that way. And they do, it's just a, it's an outstanding game, to be honest with you. I think my only gripe, and it's something I talk about um, with my cousin Jared, is, you know, besides their membership prices being, I, I personally believe, a little too high. Like, I think free players should get a little bit more content. Um... They, uh, you know, they made a really good game. There's so many quests to do, so many events. Um, they always listen to the players, especially now. I think now more than ever. Um, there's legacy items you can still get from, like, 2004, you know, like the Halloween mask or the party hats, you know, from 2002 and 2003. Um, there's so much stuff you can do with this game. Or you can play RuneScape 3, which is, like, you know, their their current build of the game. So you can play either an old school mode, which is what I grew up with, or you can do the current mode, which is whatever they're doing now. I haven't seen it in a really long time, so I couldn't tell you. But it's their 20th anniversary, and they got some events going on where you can get a cape and armor. I'm pretty sure some other stuff, but uh, seriously, congrats to RuneScape and everyone at Jagex, who's the developers. Uh, 20 years for that game is nothing short of a miracle. I'm sorry, not a miracle, but a feat, really. <laughs> um... But the game has played, has been played 7,306 hours, or I'm sorry, days total. I almost said, ugh, hours is like probably, you know, half of that's probably what me and my cousin have done. Um, so yeah, it's been played 7,306 days total and has 300 million player accounts total with 1.2 million new, new subscribers as of last year. Um, you know, if you pay attention to numbers and gaming, that's not anything to go crazy over, but I would say for an MMO that's been around as long as it has, that's phenomenal. And the reason why I'm talking about numbers is because Call of Duty Mobile last year has had 280 million or, you know, uh, registered accounts. So, uh, in one year, Call of Duty caught up to these guys. So that's why it's kind of crazy to think about numbers and the, the widespread audience out there on mobile games or, you know, desktops and consoles all, all together. Uh, but not none of that's to take away from the amazing success of RuinScape and, you know, Jagex. Congrats again. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to share that with you guys because, you know, that game's a huge part of my childhood. I remember playing it on dial-up internet with my cousin Jarrett on my uncle's computer. And I think we were in fifth or sixth grade. Um, we were definitely youngins. <laughs> it's definitely a long time ago. Um, so I just wanted to share that today, and then hopefully we'll be doing a RuneScape podcast sometime this year. I think it's a must. There's so many people I know that play RuneScape and have great stories to go go and tell behind it. Um, yeah, <laughs> so that's RuneScape. Uh, next, I'm going to go over the Xbox Live Games with Gold for January, uh, something I'm hoping to be more consistent on this year for both Xbox and PlayStation, and then Nintendo Switch Online uh, when they announce anything. 
So Xbox Live's Games of Gold. Uh, first up, we have Little Nightmares, which is January 1st through 31st. Uh, then we have King of Fathers 13, which is available January uh, 1st through the 15th. And then we have Breakdown, which is available January 16th through the 31st. And then Dead Rising, which will be available January 16th through February 15th. So those are your Xbox Live Games of Gold. Uh, personally, Games of Gold has been kind of taking a back seat for the last year, in my opinion. And I'm pretty sure it's because Game Pass has so much to offer and they're adding so many titles to that that they're kind of, I wouldn't say fizzling out Games of Gold, but definitely not their focus of giving us titles. And I'll, I'll probably explain that why to you right now after I tell you what PlayStation has. So, PlayStation Plus games for January are... Uh, this is available for January 5th to February 5th, so just a heads up. Uh, Greedfall and Shadow of the Tomb of Shadow of the Tomb of Raider, Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I am screwing that up, <laughs> but the latest Tomb Raider uh, entry will be available for free on PlayStation 4. And, and then Man Eater, which is a open world shark game RPG. I don't know what the hell it is. It looks fun. Um, it will be available for free on PS5 only. So those are your games you have. But the reason why I was like, oh, you know, I think they're going to a lot, focusing more on Game Pass is if you look at those three titles from PlayStation, they are way better than the four titles, in my opinion, that came out with Xbox Live Games of Gold. So uh, just just something, just a food for thought, I guess, right? Um, in Xbox's defense, though, uh, Greedfall and Shadow of the Tomb Raider are both on Game Pass, so very interesting. Uh, next up, uh, Bethesda files trademark for something called High Rush, and it mentions in the trademark that it's a mobile application software. So something tells me Bethesda isn't necessarily done with a mobile um, market. Uh, I believe Fallout Shelter was very successful for the most part. Um, Elder Scrolls Blades might be successful, but I don't hear anyone ever say anything good about it. I actually enjoyed the game last year when it came out on mobile. I didn't really mind it. I thought that there was a... Um, how, what do they call it? Where like the game seemed very balanced, and then out of nowhere I hit a certain level, and it was just like, oh, that's it. Like You need to pay, like a paywall, really. Um, but I've heard differing opinions on that. But, you know, it's an okay game. Uh, you know, if I'm going to play Bethesda games, I'm going to go play it on my console or, you know, computer. That's kind of how I see that. Uh, moving on. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 soars past $118 million at the box office. Um, and it's actually not bad. Uh, you know, it's not the best thing ever. But, you know, obviously you got to remember COVID's a thing. And, um, you know, not everyone's going to go to the theaters. You know, I won't be. But what I can tell you is Wonder Woman's garbage. I really hated this film. It's nowhere near as good as the first film. Um, I don't know. I'm really disappointed by it. I can explain why I was disappointed by it. But if you haven't seen the movie, just go watch it. It's on HBO Max. Uh, you can watch it today if you have the subscription. Or you can sign up for a trial and watch it for free. But I really didn't care for it. And the reason why, one of the reasons why I was really excited to watch it is Patty Jenkins the director, and she actually worked on a screenplay and you know and wrote it. Um, she's making the Star Wars Rogue Squadron movie, so I was like, cool. 
let's see let's see let's see how she does this massive movie you know wonder woman a huge franchise and a very important character in the world right um let's see how she gets this done and then i watched the movie and i was like shit (laughs) maybe we shouldn't let her make rogue squadron so i'm gonna reserve my judgment for at least the first trailer on rogue squadron but um after wonder woman 84 uh, i gotta say my hopes went down a little bit um, they they are already going to make a Wonder Woman 3. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do there. But there's just so much that happened in this movie or like should have happened. I don't know. Uh, if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Whether you like it or not, there's things they did in the movie that don't make any sense. Um, I'm sure you know what they are if you've seen it. But So that's Wonder Woman. <laughs> just wanted to talk about it real quick uh, because it is the biggest movie in the world right now. And I just I don't feel like doing a review for it. Now, anything I've said right now is pretty much the extent of all I have to say. Um, yeah, I don't know. Go look up critical, the Critical Drinkers <laughs> review of Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, I would say that's a really good place to start. That guy is awesome. He's freaking hilarious. Um, so, yeah, guys, that's pretty much it. Um, I just appreciate all of you listening to the show as always. Um, as I said in the intro, um, if you want to hit us up, you can email us at itjustworkspod at gmail.com. That is itjustworkspod at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at itjustworkspod as well. And share the podcast with a friend. You know, if you got somebody out there who's interested in, uh, you know, this type of media, please let them check it out. Uh, share it around. Uh, make sure that when you're, you know, in traffic and you're ready to murder somebody, you yell at them. Listen to It Just Works. Uh, yell at strangers on the street. Uh, whatever you got to do. So I'm your host, Ryan, and thank you for listening to the It Just Works podcast, and we'll talk to you guys real soon. Bye.